Welcome to the Matt Hummer Podcast, episode 86. I'm Mo, and uh, Bryony did such a banging job last week <laughs> that she's back. I'm here again. Oh, not oh. at all related to people being away all the time. <laughs> Definitely not the last possible option. <laughs> You're not the last <laughs> option. Uh, loads of shit going on in the world of metal this week. Don't forget to pick up the latest issue of Metal Hammer, which is out right now. It is a very special uh, meeting between two icons of the metal world, Sharon Denardel from Within Temptation and Amy Lee from Evanescence get interviewed together at the same time for the first time ever. It was awesome. We've also got banging features from Metallica, Iron Maiden, Lacuna Coil, Ginger, Insomnium. There's loads of stuff. Those Metallica and Iron Maiden pieces are from when I went to San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, by the way, so you can read all about that. Your metal tour of California. The metal tour of California. Bay Area, uh, Bay Area metal tour, mate. It was good. It was good <laughs> times. You can read all about it. Uh, Metallica doing S&M 2, Iron Maiden bringing Le- Legacy of the Beast to the US. God, there's loads going on. Comes with loads of cool free with Intentation and Evanescence gifts as well if you're into those bands, which you should be because they're really, really good. Oh, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah, yeah good. It's been a long week. It has, it has, it has been a long there. week, but it's nearly the weekend, and there's loads of good stuff coming up the weekend as well. How which are we'll you, talk man? About later. I'm all right, mate. Yeah, shit's good. Good, pleased to hear. Worked it. from home last week. Uh, dog sat my little dog, my mum's dog Ozzy. Aww. So looked after him. That was nice. Ozzy after the Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy Pawsborn, Prince of Barkness is the full <laughs> name I've given him. Of course it is. Um, I mean, he's my mum's dog. He's not mine, but I kind of demanded that I got to name him so that I could feel like he was my dog as well. So I called him Ozzy and she went with it. So Very happy nice. days. Happy days. Uh, before we get into all the news that's been in the world of metal this week, um, we wanted to give a quick shout out and tribute to former Metal Hammer writer Tommy Udo, who passed away last week. Uh, Tommy was a huge part of the magazine in the mid to late noughties, having previously edited our Subterranea section, which was the um, underground section of the magazine we had for a good few years. Uh, He contributed to so many fantastic features over the years. He was someone that was on the team when I was a a big fan of the magazine as a reader. Um, He also wrote for the likes of NME. He also wrote for our sister mags, Classic Rock and Prog. Um, And uh, he's been very sorely missed um, by a lot of people that have been involved with Metal Hammer over the years uh, so we'll be wearing a big tribute to Tommy online in the coming day so look out for that um, and he goes out saying I wish he's with his family and stuff as well uh, so look out for um, that on metalhammer.com imminently um, there's a lot going on this week isn't there there is where should we start I think we should start with Rob Flynn let's start with Rob Flynn Machine Head versus Dope was not the feud I thought we'd be talking about in 2019. <laughs> no, but I'm kind of here for it. I'm here I, for it, I've got to say. New metal, the New Metal Wars are back. <laughs> um, <laughs> they never went away. So sh- where should we start with? Let's, do you want to start off where this all came from, this whole, all right, okay. this whole shenanigans going on with Rob Flynn and, uh, and Dope? So and other stuff. Machine Head released their new single at the start of the week. Um, Do or Die. Uh, I think it was either the start of this week or over the weekend it, it yeah, was released. I think it was, yeah, over the weekend kind of time. Um, and as it was released, a small but vocal section of the internet uh, galvanised to <laughs> <laughs> let Rob Flynn know that they felt like he had, in fact, pretty much ripped off a uh, song that had been written by... The legendary. The legendary. <laughs> dope. Um, which is called Die Motherfucker Die. Yeah. So yeah, there's a bit in the song where he basically says that and a lot of people are He gone, does. Dope did that once. <laughs> you oh you bastard. 
that's pretty much yeah the uh, the sum of it. So Rob Flynn obviously did not take this particularly well. <laughs> Took it in his stride, as Rob does. <laughs> um, he. I say we're big Rob Flynn. Fla- Rob, Rob Flynn. Rob Flynn. Who's that? <laughs> we're big Rob Flynn fans here on the podcast uh, and the mag, obviously. So yes, of course. We say this with love. Um, but yeah, Rob reached out to these uh, <laughs> commenters via his <laughs> Instagram account uh, where he posted a video uh, which is kind of related to his rant. Yeah. Um, which I'll, I'll quote it but also we'll paraphrase because it's pretty long. Um, started off to all the bitch ass internet troll motherfuckers who keep whining and menstruating about how Do or Die has lyrics from the band Dope, here's a little fucking reminder for your moronic new metal <laughs> brains. Since 1993, in our song, Fuck At All, I've been saying, come on, motherfucker, come on, in the middle breakdown. Very true. Not to mention that any fucking band on the planet saying motherfucker in any combination, and that goes for Cold Chamber, Five Finger Death Punch, Dope, and yes, Machine Head, are all jacking it from 1984's hip-hop classic The Roof is on Fire by Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic Three. Know your fucking musical history, fuck boys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love the use of fuck boys there. That's so good. Um, Obviously, um, Motherfucker Burn is the reference he's making there, which Five Finger Death Punch did use in a lyric on their album. I think, was it the last one? I can't remember. One of their one of their recent albums, they had a song called Bird Motherfucker Burn." I'm sure those so, fuck boys do know their musical history um, and uh, know where it's from. So, even in the time that we plan to talk about this, it's all it's all taken on more layers oh, because uh, Edsel or Edsel, I don't know. Edsel, yeah. Edsel, Edsel from Dope responded. He did. Um, there was also a part um, where Rob kind of jokingly uh, said, "Like, oh, who the fuck listens to Dope anyway?" or something like that. Yeah, and he so, he signed off with. A parting shot, which was pretty, uh, I can see why it would be taken as a bit of an attack on dope. Fair, fair. Um, he also, um, uh, in what I think wasn't done in an aggressive way at all, but he also, after this, Rob posted a photo from a meet and greet with a girl who had actually turned up to the machine head meet and greet in a dope t-shirt. I mean, that's a great And he was move. kind of pointing at that and laughing about it and whatever. So that all happened. And then, yeah, Edsel came on uh, to get involved. Um, had some had some graphics and some uh, stats to throw into the conversation. To be fair, he's absolutely embarrassed Rob Flynn with uh, the stats that he managed to pull out. Yeah, I would well, say. He's like embarrassed Rob. I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. I was not prepared for this at all. I mean, why would you be? No, not at all. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone would have predicted this. But um, so, yeah, Rob asked who the fuck listens to Dope. And Edsel came back and said uh, quite a few people. Um, uh, so where are the stats anyway? So he said, yeah, check it out. Uh, Dope monthly listeners on Spotify, uh, 1.2 million. Machine Head monthly listeners on Spotify, also 1.2 million. So pretty fucking close, brother, as he said. Um, And (laughs) I do actually think, though, that Dope have about 30,000 more a month than Machine Head. They do, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's true, actually. That is true, technically speaking, according to Spotify. Yeah. Um, Now, not only that, (laughs) this is the bit I can't believe. Die Motherfucker Die by Dope has 60 million list, uh, 
streams on Spotify. Well, there you go. That is like unbelievable. You cannot, you just cannot fuck with the new metal generation. I guess what that is, uh, that's teaching everybody. It's the mega hit we never knew existed. It's the mega hit we never knew existed. Um, so, so Ed's all posted again in a fairly good humour, humid way. Um, good humoured, but definitely making a point. I would say. Yeah, definitely making a point. Um, he said, I like Machine Head, killer band, big fucking draw. If the two bands ever share the same stage again, don't we undoubtedly go on before Machine Head? So fair enough. He's kind of acknowledging that despite those stats, Machine Head definitely the bigger band overall. Yeah. Um, and then he busted out the stats to, to prove his point. Um, bah, 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 bah. Uh, yeah, he points out that Dope never said that the new Machine Head song was derivative of Dope's Die Motherfucker Die. They've never said shit. They don't own that phrase. It's a commonly used arrangement of ignorant words that will continue to be recycled for years to come. Have at it, bro. Um, so, yeah. And then at the end, he said, then uh, Rob came at, came at us today. It's just silly. I've always had respect for Rob. He is a prolific artist and he says what he feels. I respect that. Uh, however, I'm not really sure what he hoped to accomplish by calling out Dope. Not once, but twice in the last couple of days. I think he's including the, the Dope t-shirt post there. Yeah. Uh, in closing, I hope that I've answered this question and I further hope that we've heard the last of this die motherfucker die high school charm. <laughs> I can't exactly believe what this is, is happening. <laughs> um, to which Rob Flynn had to repost. He does, yes. <laughs> Have you got it up or shall I read it? Uh, well. I can find that. I've got it here. Um, so Rob Flynn, uh, very fairly, responded with, hey Edsel, Edsel, sure your, saw your response. Thanks for the compliments. Spotify stats, hey, I stand corrected. Apparently, there's a lot of motherfuckers still listening to Dope out there. Good for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in the best aside I think I've ever read, though disturbingly, Crazy Town's Butterfly has us both beat, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's made a fair point there, I think. Yeah. You can't really account for taste when it comes to these things. Yep. Uh, got nothing against Dope at all. Not trying to sound like a douche here. I literally didn't know that you guys were a band anymore. So that when your fans started spamming our Facebook Insta feed about a new song ripping you guys off, I was like, huh? This line's great. I actually have fond memories of you and I doing enormous amounts of cocaine on my bus in Oklahoma at some radio show back in 1999 and having a wildly coked out conversation about doing a tour together that never materialized. That's Rob's exact words on his Instagram page. Yeah. So there. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, I have a pretty dark sense of humor. I was laughing hysterically when I wrote the first thing that I wrote. Uh, the second photo of the girl I thought was cute and was my way of saying, hey, good one, oh, you got me. Um, and then he kind of ends it with saying, yeah, if I ever see you, let's share a beer and peace and love and all that. So they've, they're friends. It's all yeah. good. It's I all mean, good. That's a massive backtrack. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think it's fair for the, him that he's kind of held his hands up and gone, all right, fair yeah, enough. He got schooled by the stats. So he's there. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love the idea of Edsel from Dope of all bands. <laughs> I know. Currently on tour with Static X. He can't keep out with the headlines at the moment. I know. I know he for can't. For the first time probably in about... 20, a good 20 years heavily rumoured to be then. the new Wayne Static yes. st- semi-literally yeah um, yeah he's always all <laughs> but he can't believe it no wonder no so many people are listening to his songs again <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> uh, so yeah they all seem to be getting on now but um, gonna like, run ahead quickly because someone actually asked a question about this and I think it's quite pertinent to what we're talking about yeah, so Chris sure. Parker actually asked on the Metal Facebook readers group uh, with social media the way it is should musicians hit back at criticism or should they ignore Rise Above It? And then he said, cough, Roblin, cough. Because we're in an interesting time now, really, where yeah. most bands that we admire and put on a pedestal, part of the reason we do that is because they are big personalities and they say what they think and they blaze their own trails. Um, and this means that as opposed to 20 years ago where you might say something 
um, kind of not quite thought through or reactive and it would be kind of printed in newspaper and then it might cause a bit of kerfuffle and then it'll kind of half go away again. You're now doing, I mean, in Rob's case, he's doing that directly to hundreds of thousands of people who immediately see what he said or have a chance to react to it right. and it can just turn into an absolute shit storm. So do you think that bands should be, I guess there's two different things. Do you think bands should be careful about what they say? Should they be put a bit more thoughtful about the kind of stuff they're putting out there? Um, and also should musicians hit back at criticism or should they ignore and rise above it? Yeah, I think it's a really good question, actually. So, well done, Chris Parker. Thanks, Chris. Um, I mean, I, I would love it if all celebrities could possibly handle their shit on social media with a bit more dignity. <laughs> um, Fair. <laughs> by which, I mean, yes, yeah, stuff like this just doesn't need to happen, really, does it? I mean, if... So Rob Flynn, he's got a partner. He could have just gone home, had a rant to her, been like, what the fuck? These people on the internet, they're doing my head in. They just won't leave it alone. Got out of his system, would have been fine. None of this would have happened. Um, it's hard though, isn't it? Because, I mean, I, like, even in our position as music journalists, I get people tweeting me shit sometimes. And sometimes it's uh, it can be personal. And it's yeah. really fucking hard to yeah, not turn no, around and say, like, fuck off. Totally. And I think when you multiply that by hundreds of thousands, and in some cases, millions of people. Yeah. And especially again, you know, Rob's Rob. He's been Rob for 50 years. He's not suddenly not going to be Rob. For sure. I can see why he would turn around and go, ah, fuck off. Especially if Absolutely, he thinks... Absolutely, yeah. It's, it is difficult. Um, but unfortunately, it's going to lead to stuff like this where in this situation, he comes out of it looking like a bit of a wally. Yeah, And perhaps. that is, if you're going to vent on social media, I think something that everyone, but especially people who are in the public eye, have to be aware of. It's not always going to go the way that you envisage or that you want it to. I mean, the ironic thing here, thing is, is that both Edsel and Rob agree on the fact that the idea of singling someone out for saying like "die motherfucker" in a song is stupid because it's a kind yeah. of phrase that's been going around metal and hip hop and loads of other genres for years. Yeah. So the kind of core point, like to start with, I kind of feel like Rob was in the right in spirit because he's basically saying. It's you can't just kind of accuse us of ripping off a band that we existed before and we're using yeah. this kind of phrasing before anyway. It's stupid. Totally. It was then a he's stupid robbed, point. He's Rob Flynned it and kind yeah. of overhit his point. Totally. He to didn't need to end it by what a lot of people will not take as good humour yeah. and will assume is making a crack at dope and saying they're a rubbish band. Um Which they kind of are. Sorry, but <laughs> Edsel doesn't care. He doesn't care what Rob Flynn has to say. He doesn't got fucking care what we, I've got to say. But True. Um, they were the one of the few new metal generation bands I was never quite into. And I know there's a lot of people in the metal office that will be shouting at me for even saying that. On the record, like them, I have so. said no such thing about Dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... My opinions do not reflect the opinions of Metal Hammer magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he, t he took it to a place uh again it's a you can't necessarily control the tone of what you're putting out on the internet so people mm. might take it in a way that you haven't um meant for it to be yeah, that's the other thing as well like if you know rob he is like much more self-aware than i think people give him credit for and i could believe that he was kind of laughing and just thinking it was stupid when he said it rather than it coming across like this furious outburst you know yeah i mean uh, 
as a complete aside, it's your local feminist killjoy checking in here. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of the language he used. Yeah, um, the, me- the menstruating thing, was it? Menstruating. Yeah. I think he can fuck right off with that one, to be honest. I don't care if it's dark humour or not. I think yeah. doesn't, it doesn't read like someone who's gone on to um, have a bit of a laugh. It yeah. reads like the off-the-cuff rant of someone who's really pissed off yeah. and is just venting on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'd say he's just having a laugh. Yeah. But uh, I, when you're putting things out on the internet, they will always have consequences whether you yes exactly that's what i was trying to say but i couldn't work out i couldn't get past the idea of sausage goblin (laughs) (laughs) welcome to my world yeah it's such a it's such a like as much as yeah i totally agree the the tone that that can take on is actually not great at all actually but which i hadn't considered to my own uh, ignorance and idiocy but it's just it's such an immature kind of it is like very american kind of thing as well it was very schoolyard. Yeah, very schoolyard. But yes, let's all think more carefully about what we're saying because <laughs> I'd rather we were all just friends, which uh, Edsel nice. and Rob now are until we suck our all in and probably made it worse. I mean, so. they are an inspiration to us all, aren't they? <laughs> I think, Rob, you know, Rob, like I said, Rob is Rob. And I think um, when you actually look at the stuff he does stand for and the kind of person he is, I think he's uh, a ge- like a genuinely good voice in the metal world. And no, I, I do completely agree uh, with that. I think that... Um, yeah, I think but he is Rob, and he's good at Rob. Rob Flynn's good at Rob Flynn. But he is also one of the only people that's been willing to call out shit when he's seen it, and he does, yeah. say if he thinks something's wrong, he'll say it's wrong. Yeah, so totally, he does. And, more uh, power to him for that. You know, well, I don't know. I'd like to say maybe he's learned a lesson, but I doubt it. It's Rob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if he wasn't doing that stuff, we wouldn't get all the other stuff from him. So I don't know. Isn't it fucking confusing? Oh, 2019, mate. I tell you. <laughs> Let's do something more straightforward and easy to get our yeah. heads around. <laughs> uh, Metallica have announced a series of huge US festivals for next year. They'll be playing Epicenter, Welcome to Rockville. Uh, that's one in Florida. I've been to that. Sonic Temple, Louder Than Life and Aftershock, which is down in California. Um, playing, And they're going to be playing two sets at each festival. Wow. That's interesting. I wonder what they will be doing exactly. So they're basically headlining two nights. Uh, yeah, they're going to be festival. headlining two nights. Um, I think each festival is three nights, I believe. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Uh, th- these are um, the DWP festivals. So they tend to have similar lineups across the summer, rotating bands across the different cities and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, Metallica will be playing two nights at each festival, doing a different set for each one. So I'm fascinated to see what that entails exactly. Uh, there's rumours that it could be a Black Album set maybe. Oh, I. Why is that? Um, well, it's coming. I mean, the thing is, it's not actually next year, but it's coming up to the twentieth anniversary of the Black Album, and okay. not not based on any insider knowledge, but purely off the back of the fact that they did like a big Justice for All box set, they did a Master of Puppets box set. Like, you know, they're making a big thing out of each album anniversary. Um, uh, did I say twentieth or thirtieth? It's the thirtieth anniversary anyway. That's coming up. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to do something like that for Black Album and maybe they'll feel like I mean coming up it it's, it was released in 91 yeah so it's so it's, it's not next year oh, that's okay, what I mean the year after yeah it's the year after right, okay. so it's yeah I don't know maybe it could be in recognition of that I don't yeah. think the other box sets ended up coinciding exactly with the anniversaries in the end so okay. I don't know what's going on but it could well be then that could be fun I personally would like to see uh, a Garage Inc. Redux set That'd be my choice. So, uh, you and you alone. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's no, not true. That's not There's true. definitely people that have backed me on that. <laughs> not many, but at least 12. Well, I mean, although I will point out that when we did a poll to have the uh, Metallica albums ranked yeah. from worst to best, Garage Inc. came last. It did. And I was fucking livid. Yeah. I was like, who is voting for this under, <laughs> under St. Anger? More people uh, have thought. Lulu. Oh, Lulu as well. Was that in there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's just that bullshit. The very idea that people would vote—I mean, I think people probably voted for Lulu as a joke, to be honest, because yeah, it's a bit funny. Quite possibly. But the very idea that Lulu could be considered a better album, certainly a more um, uh, a bolder and brave and experimental album. Absolutely. But better, no. Garage Inc. is a classic, mate. A fucking classic. Oh, it's annoyed me now thinking about that. <laughs> you cheer me up with some rock and roll Hall of Fame news, Bryony. What's going on with the rock and roll sure. Hall of Fame? Right. So. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall Everyone's of Fame. Everyone's famous and never controversial awards. <laughs> well, Hall. yep. Uh, well, you know, speaking of anniversaries next year, we've got Judas Priest are turning 50 and they are among the 16 artists who have been announced as nominees for right. this year's inductions. I think Priest might be a repeat nominee as well. Uh, yeah, I think they were nominated in 2018. Cool. Uh, and I think Rob Halford himself has commented that you don't usually get nominated again so quickly well, they better be fucking uh, so going in then yeah absolutely they better be going in. it's judas priest for fuck's sake well i think i think this is different uh this year so as well as judas priest we've also got some faves of ours like motorhead uh we've got a bit of thin lizzy Soundgarden, wow which would be a great inclusion in my opinion um t-rex mc5 nine inch nails big names big yeah. good names uh, and then a few which aren't really quite so relevant to us. So Pat Benatar, who's a classic rock favourite. Um, but Depeche Mode, Dave Matthews Band, Dave Brothers, Craftwork, Whitney Houston, Notorious B.I.G. Wow. And Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. I have no idea what that is. Sha- you know Shaka Khan? I know Shaka Khan. Yeah. What's Rufus? What Rufus is, no. Okay. Oh dear. Ignorance. Um... <laughs> Uh, Notorious B.I.G. Nice. I don't yeah. have a problem with... Um, some people have a real problem with hip-hop and pop getting nominated. No, for they the shouldn't do. They shouldn't I don't be. have one at all. I think it's fine. <laughs> it I understand is, it's, it's technically called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it's basically important music. What does rock and roll mean in exactly. 2019, though? I exactly. think all of these artists embody the spirit of what rock and roll was originally. Yep. Uh, and it's fair for them to be included um so with this year and i think this is different to what's happened before it's actually going to be decided by a user vote really yes oh so you can vote for five artists and i mean i'm pretty sure that whoever wins and gets the most votes is going to uh win and be placed in so well and um and then so the panel picks the rest like normal yeah yeah so um, wow. you can vote by actually just going to Google, I think, and typing in the names of the five artists you want to win, followed by the word vote um, uh, or Rock and Roll Hall of Fame votes. You can check the article about this on our website for full uh, details on how you can actually cast your votes. But this time, I guess maybe they've listened to people getting absolutely furious and frustrated with them every year with the correct people not being included and they've decided to open it up to the public this is crazy i didn't know this um so we have been considering given that it is 50 years of judas priest next year trying to launch something of a campaign 
to uh, A, make people more aware of the fact that they can vote for their favourites and B, get Judas Priest there. Fuck yeah, show where they should. deserve to be. So yeah, the five artists who receive the most fan votes comprise a fan's ballots that will be tallied along with the others to determine the 2020 inductees. So it'll all be put into one big voting pot, I think. Oh, okay. So... The sounds of it. Um, but yeah, wow, you can make a difference. And Jesus, I mean, I mean, Judas Priest, but also Motorhead. Motorhead, Motorhead yeah. should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mate. And actually, there's a bit of extra controversy about this. Um, because ridiculously, uh, long-time Motorhead members, Mickey D and Phil Campbell, have not been um, included in the kind of eligibility for Motorhead yeah. getting put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's only, Le you know, obviously Lemmy, Fast Eddie Clark and Phil, Filthy Animal Taylor, the kind of uh, classic power trio um, they are they are considered within the nomination, but Mickey D and Phil Campbell, who were literally in the band for decades, yeah. are not getting a look in, which is fucking nonsense in my humble opinion. It's confusing who they include and who they don't because obviously with a band like Motorhead, you can make the case for all of them. Yeah, absolutely. In, in the history and the legacy. I mean, they should, but Motorhead generally should be in there. Thin Lizzy should be in there. Nine Inch Nails, yeah, obviously, but I'd say not as urgent as fucking Judas Priest. That's I mean, right. I mean, on, it, it does come down to a kind of... The most important heavy metal bands of all time. Urgency type thing. Because Nine Inch Nails have got all the time in the world to get themselves in there. Mm. Um, which actually reminds me of something that we've been talking about that we will be working on soon. Um, bands in the next decade who will be eligible to be included in the Hall of Fame, which includes... People you just wouldn't think of. What is it? Twenty years. Uh, twenty-five years. So coming since up since you've existed, or yeah. like okay. So Slipknot could oh be joining. Oh my god. Uh, wow. the, yeah. There's. I mean, there's all sorts. Uh, so Corn must be eligible now as well. Yeah. Wow. Uh, or they will, or they will be at some point within the next decade. Okay. So um, yeah. If you have any suggestions, Slipknot going in would be a good laugh, wouldn't it? Listeners, then let us know. Good. See grief. who'd like to. See in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the next 10 years. Yeah, let us know. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, interesting one, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's never been on my radar, really, until the last few years, because obviously yeah. with the internet, everyone gets a, a window into it, and now you can kind of see the debate all close up. Yeah, although I have to say, whenever we post about it on our sites and we are talking to our readers about it, the general consensus is that everyone thinks it's slightly arbitrary. It doesn't really mean anything. And they're not particularly interested. Well, there you go. <laughs> so on that note, I hope Judy Spieth don't get in. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> but I think something like this is exactly what they need to make people feel more engaged. Yeah. Taking it back to the what people actually think and what they want to vote for is a really clever idea, I think. Absolutely. I think the idea of it's great. I think it's good to, and important to honour and, you know, celebrate the artists that made a big impact. But I think if you're not, if the reasoning behind it isn't very visible, I think it's quite difficult to make it feel importance of people yeah definitely fair enough well speaking of rad ass bands uh i'm gonna really quickly talk to laugh that's a good link <laughs> <laughs> shut up um uh just really quickly to talk about a fucking excellent new band that we go quite big on in the new issue uh they are called target um so this is a band that dom lawson metal hammer legend one of our main um writers uh, he put them on my radar and um and, and wrote the feature that's in the new issue uh so they're a chilean band um, that originally filmed in Santiago in 2002, 
Uh, so they've been around a little while, a better part of 20 years overall, but they're only on their second album now, which came out earlier this year. Um, and they're just starting to get some traction outside of their homeland, which I think is happening quite a lot now when you look at a lot of these countries that have got great metal scenes, but it's taken a few years for them to be able to kind of get the international attention that they really need. Um, so yeah, they, they've just put an album out this uh, earlier this year. It's called uh, Deep Water Flames. Um, I think you'd probably file it under technical death metal if you had to put a genre on it. Um, big, big Gajira vibes on this album. Uh, so I think kind of big Gajiri scraping, juddering riffs um, that lead into these really expansive melodic midsections with these kind of funky, almost slightly jazzy little percussive moments um, that are very much in the kind of Opeth ballpark, actually. Um, frontman Andres Pinea um, has an amazing voice, kind of reminds me of Joji Plante in The Scream. So again, a bit of a Gajira reference. Um, but when he sings, it's very smooth and crooning and... Uh, um they can you know multi-layered um and yeah the album came out earlier this year and their story's really interesting they talked to dom in the current issue um about how the cultural landscape of chile has kind of uh impacted not just their music but the, the the culture of arts and music in general over there um it's so heavily still influenced by the reign of general pinochet who was a dictator who was um ruled over the country for many many years if you don't know your chilean history some people might not um but yeah he was he was a he was a despot that uh, that ruled over chile for many years and was responsible for you know thousands of deaths and torturings and and all sorts of horrible stuff um and he, even though he's not been in power um i mean he's long dead now but even though he's not been in power for many many years his influence still has had a big impact on people's liberties and people's abilities to create art and and everything else um and it's only just really recently that kind of more progressive minded not musically speaking but just kind of uh, in their outlook um it's only recently that more progressive minded bands have been able to connect and spread their music and create a proper music scene with which to grow uh so it's a really great read it's in the new issue out right now uh, so pick it up to read all about them um but also go and listen to the album because it's fucking great really cool young band um that deserve your attention if you're going to listen to one track i would say listen to inverted gloaming um that's kind of a good example of all the different shades they have as a band. So yeah, they're really fucking cool. Target from Chile. Go listen to them right now. Right now. Always pleased to hear these stories from bands from yeah. uh, from other countries. I think actually by listening to the music, it's a really interesting way of tapping into a different culture. Yeah, definitely. And learning about them and exactly like this one learning about a history that you may not be aware of yeah definitely and i think it's 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 really easy with what we i guess we call global metal bands which basically means metal bands that aren't from america australia or europe um where we kind of go oh look there's this band they've got a really interesting story and you, mm. you don't want the story to overshadow the fact that they're really fucking good but i think it's also important to recognize that you know, a lot of bands out there really don't have it as easy as you do in countries like here where yeah, you can just kind of, you know, if you want to play a gig, you can find the local venue most of the time. Obviously, it's probably more problematic nowadays, but you can find a venue to play. It's not too difficult to find people that will probably want to play with you. Um, whereas, you know, it's just not been that way in other countries. And uh, yeah, all the stuff that Target has to say about that in the new issue is really cool. And most importantly, in this instance, they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, if you want to think of they had a great story, but if they were fucking shit, then yeah. we wouldn't yeah, be quite absolutely. as interested. So there. Let's take some reader questions from facebook.com forward slash Mount Hammer readers. We've got some wicked questions this week. Uh, do you want to do the first one? Why not? Well. 
Not Chris's one. We've done no, that. This is obviously my uh, area of expertise. What are the best black metal bands that started in the last 10 years? I've not been following the scene very much, <laughs> but S-A-O-R have left a very good impression on me this year. That's from Marco LG. Thanks, Marco. You've also made me reala- made me sweat because I realised I picked this out because I thought Alice was going to be on the podcast this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, what Black Metal have been listening to? Yellow Eyes are really good. They're a Brooklyn-based band, I think. Uh, they're really cool and really interesting. Um, Dawn Raid are great as well if you're a fan of kind of... Uh, Kind of walls in the throne room ish. Um, oh, yes, a bit of good. that post black metal vibe, but not not quite so melodic to be honest. More full throttle like <laughs> stuff. Um, but they're very epic and sweeping. Um and also uh basically super anti fascist, which is good. So it's always nice to have bands actually like standing up for shit like that, which is great. Um so yeah, those are probably the two black metal bands that are on my radar this year at the moment. Uh Yellow Eyes and Dawn Raid are cool. I can recommend a black and hardcore band. Go on. I don't know how to say the name. It's just a good start. Okay. <laughs> L-L-N-N. Yeah, we've done them. L-N-N. We've done them in the, bag, in the magazine. They're cool. They are great. I saw them live in Denmark last year. No, this year. This year. And they are absolutely brilliant. Uh, I think they might be in their stride like, as a live band. I think it might work even better because they've just got this real great energy on stage but they're great Fuck yeah. um that's all i have <laughs> fair, fair. uh we did all right we got two and a half bands <laughs> recommended that was good um but yeah i'll get we'll get alice to come back on and, and recommend yeah. them because this is right yeah. in her ballpark uh so there but yeah L-L-N... Wait, what are they called? L-L-N-N, or possibly Lun. Lun. Uh, <laughs> Yellow Eyes and Dawn Raid, uh, three very cool black, or black and hardcore bands you should definitely be listening to. Um, ben W asks, do you feel you've properly got into the new Tool album yet or does it need further listens? I mean, it's been out for like six months or something. It's been out since the end of August. Right, that's not six Which months. Which is about two months. <laughs> not even two months. Are you a Tool fan? Uh, you know, when I was a teenager, I loved me a bit of Tool. Um, then I kind of fell off a bit. But then saying that, they also didn't release anything for nearly 15 years. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, I like I liked Tool. I like those albums um, that they did. They bring back a lot of nostalgia memories for me. Um, this new album... I think I have listened to it as much as I need to. Mm. Um, and to be honest, I would say I haven't properly got into it. Certainly mm. not as much as the previous. Interesting. Um, we do, I mean, uh, I mean, it's tall, isn't it? You, you know, it's going to take some time to sink in. And I think yeah. if there ever was a band that was going to, you know, new shades of their music was going to, was going to unravel over time, it would be them. But, you know, it's been two months. Um, Tool fans are, are mad for Tool, so yep. there's probably been a lot of repeat, 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 repeat spins from people that have been excited about that album. Um, so I'd imagine at this point in time, if you if you think it's not for you, I'd be surprised if that suddenly clicks. But um, I mean, generally possible. speaking, Tool fans seem to be absolutely loving it. So yeah, I mean, it's a shame Eleanor's received. not here for this because she is a mega Tool fan. Yeah, she just tell us we're being stupid and, and it's great. So. Yeah, and she does love this album and. Um, We've been doing, believe it or not, our albums of the year critics polls where we get mm-hmm. all the writers to submit their entries um, because, you know, 
uh, obviously we get albums in advance, so we've we've heard most of the albums that are coming out for the rest of the year now. Uh, and Tool have unsurprisingly done very very well. Yeah. So yeah, it's gone down just swell. Do you want to do the next one? Did I ask the last one? No, you did. Um, no, I did. Yeah, you did this one. <laughs> Just on Fine. the tool thing, there is a very, very good and in-depth um, track by track of the new album. If you are looking to know oh, more, mate, you are know more about smashing it. these plugs today. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Someone's got to, um, yeah. So there's a great track by track, actually written by Eleanor and um, Steve Hill on okay. our website, and it tells you everything you need to know, which might aid your listening experience. And if you still further. don't like it after reading that, forget it. Yeah, Just forget it. It's not for you. It's not for you. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, this this. <laughs> This um, question does actually lead me on to more things on our website. Oh, so, <laughs> like we planned it. Um, yeah. So the next question is from... We didn't, by the way, just we to didn't, clarify we didn't. that. <laughs> that made it sound like we did. <laughs> I would just take any opportunity to talk about the website. Right. So Rob Blake asks, as fans, should we take more responsibility for the health and wellness of our aging metal stars? Now, this is something that we've touched on quite a lot recently because I think... This probably is a question that's been asked because we're seeing a lot of our uh, heroes in the metal and rock worlds, more widely speaking, seeming to be suffering mm. with the uh, the effects of old age or advancing age. Yeah, I imagine this may... I don't know why Rob asked this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ozzy having to reschedule the yeah. dates and putting out that statement might have had some influence yeah. on this. Yeah, so, I mean, we actually have have a, have a discussed this um, in a feature where we ask quite bluntly are we killing our rock stars um and the premise obviously being there is a real pressure on rock stars especially of a certain age to keep on this cycle of touring uh never retiring and we kind of ask in that article is that because we as fans put too much pressure on them in terms of wanting to constantly consume what they're putting out um, and if there was less pressure on that front from fans, would would they feel more comfortable in kind of throwing the towel in a little bit earlier and just enjoying their retirement? Um, I don't think it's a clear cut issue. I think if you tell someone like Ozzy Osbourne, right, you're not allowed to tour anymore, he wouldn't pay the blindest bit of notice for one, but also it would make him miserable. He would want to be out touring because that's what he enjoys doing and it's what he's known for the last however many decades. So telling people that they can't perform or shouldn't be performing is a bit of a sticky issue. Mm. On the other hand, absolutely, I think that if rock stars were just felt more comfortable for whatever reason to call it a day at a time that suits them and enjoy a quiet life for the last 20 years of their life, they probably would have more longevity. But it's a toss up between having a longer life that you maybe aren't getting as much satisfaction from mm. or having potentially a shorter one that you've enjoyed yeah. to the fullest for the entire time. I mean, so. Lemmy's the best example of this, isn't he? He, yeah, he was playing exactly. shows literally up until a matter of months before he died. Yeah. Um, and I think the only reason he stopped is because he physically couldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and oh, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, I think that, I think the thing is, is that you, c you can't, like you said, you can't really dictate. You can't. You can't try and dictate what they do either way. We can't stop Aussie touring. No. And we can't force Aussie to tour ourselves. You know, if you feel like Aussie isn't at a level 
live anymore where you can justify going to see him don't go see him yeah um weirdly as i've said on here a few times the last few times i've seen him his voice has been in really good nick so i don't like i'm not surprised that he's enduring touring at the moment because he's been really good yeah but um like when we did a cover interview with ozzy earlier in the year you know i think there's this ster- there's this stereotypical view that like you know sharon osborne's pushing him out on stage and he doesn't want to be there and all this kind of stuff it's like if you actually listen to what ozzy says he wants to be on stage that's what he wants yeah um yeah so it's not even just us kind of saying that's what we think he literally says that and um it would be ridiculous to try and take that away from him because we feel like it's the right thing to do yeah he's a fully grown man i know he's he's a bit older now but he's an adult like you're not pushing a kid out on stage yeah yeah i think though the argument especially that this piece makes is that uh it's kind of what you've just said if you feel like your rock stars are waning or you actually feel like when you do go to see them something's wrong and you wish they would stop doing it then yeah stop buying the ticket yeah totally. let them retire you have the power to make yeah. that stand if you feel like it's a stand yeah. we have taken. and maybe it is i'm not saying we're given the definitive take but yeah. you ha- you have the power to make that decision no one's forcing you to buy a ticket yeah then on the other side Actually, the this, price of a lot of them are these days yeah we we also ran a story where we asked uh on the back of obviously James Hetfield going back into rehab. Um, If our rock stars or our heroes are doomed to suffer from the side effects of their rock and roll lifestyle. And that actually asked a lot of questions, which I think are probably linked to this. It's all to do with the health of our musicians. Um, Is the music industry actually getting better at supporting uh, rock stars that are dealing with diseases like addiction or with mental health issues um depression which i think a lot of touring rock stars will report that they're feeling um particularly affected by mm-hmm. and actually there there are that piece concluded there are real big waves at the moment being made by people to prioritize the mental health of our musicians and offer them more support as audiences and as an industry um, which are looking quite positive at the moment so that's good yeah, for I'm everyone fair point what do you think Merlin no I mean I, I agree I think I mean they are two slightly different things really um, I think if you're talking about addiction mm. um, there's probably there's a, probably a, a bigger responsibility on the media not to just kind of try and always glorify you know excess and yeah all that kind of stuff there's yeah. a bigger responsibility of us and you know we all magazines have been guilty of doing that all media have been guilty of doing that you know if you've got a rock star who and again i'm not talking about it particularly at all but if you've got a rock star who's like coked off their face and just saying mad stuff and doing the mad things all the time you know it's like it makes for an amazing story and it's yeah a story. yeah and i think nowadays that's a story you can still write in a way that is interesting but doesn't necessarily have to peddle the idea that it's quote unquote cool yeah you know you can still write that story that stuff still happens you don't have to pretend it doesn't happen you don't have to kind of uh, Molly coddled that that situation, but um, you don't have to kind of portray it in a way that seems aspirational, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah, um, but again, I just think I don't know. I d- I don't I don't know. It, it's it's so horrible to think of this idea of like forcing Ozzy to retire and James being in rehab and all this kind yeah. of stuff. It's just I don't know. I just want everyone to stay on forever and be wicked just all about the peace and love man today <laughs> um <laughs> uh carl rogers asks no he says 
festivals. For me these days, they seem OTT with the number of stages and bands on the lineups. <laughs> Too much choice. <laughs> Fuck off. Compared to just two stages where the lineup staggered so you could see everyone. My preferred option. So we saw Sonosphere do that and we've seen other festivals do that in the past, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts? Is there too much choice at festivals? Would it be better to scale stuff down, make everything viewable, or is it better to give everyone a choice of kind of watching? Now, this is an interesting one. it depends one. how much stuff you like. If you like all types of music and you're going to like yeah. everything that's on at a festival, you're probably going to be gutted to miss some stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think there are ways and means around it. And... So say, for example, a festival like Download or like Riot Festival, whatever, where you have a lot of choice all the time. Yeah. There will be stuff that you'll be missing. I guess it also, because you're constantly having to prioritise stuff that you know you like, it also possibly runs the risk of you not being able to discover new music, which for me is a big part of enjoying a festival, is going and just having a look at stuff that I didn't know much about before and working out if it's for me or not um that won't happen i guess as much if you're going to something where you have a chock-a-block schedule where you know exactly what you want to see all day every day um i don't think there's too much choice i mean you know i like a quiet life a one-day festival with a a nice pleasantly filled (laughs) (laughs) line of bands who i can check a little bit out of all of them, that would, that would like be fine. Country fet. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I I see his point. It would be nice to see everything, but then also, festivals are about discovery. They're about working out where you're going to go, who who you're going to see, uh, and you wouldn't be able to do that really if you had a lineup that was pretty much dictated to you. Um, so. Obviously, different strokes for different folks. Something's going to work for one person that doesn't work for the other. I agree. Um, but I think if, if Carl, you are looking for festivals like this, they do exist. Um, I know a lot of smaller festivals are popping up with just a few stages and they only run for one day. Yeah, totally. Again, like the, the, op- the option is there. Um, you know, if you want a festival that's going to have the widest range of rock music out there in the world today, go to download. If you want something that's just going to be a day of you know, music catered to a more specific audience, you can find those. They're yeah. all across the country. They're, there's like outdoor ones, indoor ones. You know, there's all sorts of great stuff Yeah, going there's on. there's so much going on when you scratch the surface a little bit that everyone should be catered for totally. in one way or the other. Totally. Should we do this final question? Oh, God, yeah. Which I'm shitting because I didn't think of one for you. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought of one for me or for you. Oh, no. Um. Okay, so... Oh no, Scott Sitompool, which I hope I'm saying right. Yeah, Scott Sitompool. I don't know. Um, He's a Hammer podcast question ask regular. Where is he? What would the title of your biography be? Sausage Gobblers. <laughs> <laughs> the Briny has a story. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Merlin, what's yours? Oh, God, I don't know. Merlin, the metal wizard. Oh, fuck <laughs> me, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's good because it's got I metal in it. I must have done it. a combined 
350 podcasts or something and I've ne- no one's ever said a wizard thing. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh dear. Second and last time, Bryony, it will uh, be on the podcast. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Merlin, colon, the metal wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a children's book. It's like a biography. Oh my God, that would be the best children's book. <laughs> right, we're writing that. 2020 well, is no, the year. Can. You can. I'm okay. just getting naming rights. It's how I'm going to make my fortune. No, it's how you're making my fortune. It's how I'm about making me. our fortunes. Yeah, all right. Go on then. <laughs> uh, that is it for this week's podcast. Goodness me. <laughs> uh, we did have all the shades of stuff on there this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to pick up the latest issue of Metal Hummer right now. Uh, we're going to be unveiling, I should say, also some uh, special bundle this week um, featuring Aussie hard rock lads airborne. So if you're a big Airborne fan, stay tuned to MetalHammer.com and uh, the MetalHammer Twitter uh, for a very special bundle we'll be unveiling involving Airborne this week. It's awesome. How exciting. How exciting. I thought you were going to sneeze then. You just went <laughs> to drop your comment. <laughs> uh, next week, I will be reviewing Killswitch Engage at Brixton Academy. I have genuinely not been looking forward to a gig as much as this. Um, well, in England at least. Um, <laughs> I did see how I made that last month because I'm a spoiled twat uh, but uh, yeah I've been looking forward to this all year I can't wait um, I, that new album Atonement has grown on me so much I can't wait to hear the new songs off it uh, the set list they're playing on this tour looks fucking great as well so it'll probably be me frothing for an hour about Kill Switch uh, next week if you want to tune into that so you going to any gigs this week Bryony? nah cool <laughs> thanks for joining us everybody <laughs> see you next week bye 